Welcome back to Stream of Thought. This is episode number 208, and we start things off by talking about my most recent experience with Amazon and how I missed a delivery. I was not happy about it. I was also not happy about the slight change I've had to make in my diet. I've been doing a little too much snacking, so I talk a little bit about what I've done to combat that. And while Victor may have his own complications, I have an issue with spiritual guidance. And then we round things out with near-death experiences. Oh, it'll leave you on the edge of your seat. So with that being said, episode 208 of Stream of Thought, we hope you enjoy. I was able to get my push-ups and sit-ups in for the night. Oh, really? I know. Don't ask me how many because I'm embarrassed to say. But you started that when you moved or you started that today because it's a new month? No. I, I have been going at it for two weeks straight. Wow. Every day. Kind of incremental, incremental rehabilitation. Are you able to do a little bit more than when you started? So that was the thing that kind of um, tripped me up in the past. Whereas, like, I would increase it every week by, like, 10 or 20 or something like that. And at this point, I'm just like, let me stay consistent. Let me get my body comfortable with this. And when I come to a point where I'm cool with where I'm at and it's easy, then I'm, I'm, I'm planning on adding something else. Like, leg, like um, what do you call it? The, uh, the squats, the, the leg squats and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a process, but I have been consistent every single day. And so, you know, kind of, kind of proud of myself in that regard. I got to tell you, I'm very surprised to hear that. Oh, what is that smirk? What is that smirk? I'm very surprised. Come on. Because I was just under the impression that you were just working all the time, that you were too tired to do anything like uh, exercise or take care of your mind or anything we talked about before you moved. But you just I just thought you would be busy all day long to even have time for it. For anything, for reading or for doing the push ups or any really time for yourself. Yeah, okay. So the whole reading thing, uh, and Rand, unfortunately, it's been kind of put on hold, so I apologize for that. I haven't really made too much progress beyond the first like four chapters, but no, I mean I you know, I I kind of need I need a little bit of me time. Like I'm improving myself physically, um, at some point. So it's, it's what I do, and it's been working. Like it's it's e it's easy enough, and it's not something that I'm where it's just like, oh god, I have to do this, blah 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 blah. Like it's just like okay, simple, quick, do it, get it done with. I don't know what the long term gains are going to be, but bro, I'm I'm happy kind of having having a consistent trend, where at night I'm like, oh, we're gonna be. Re recording this podcast at fucking 9.30 at night, not get done till 10.30, and I'm going to have to do that afterwards, and then you had your thing, it's like, okay, so I've got a couple of minutes, I'll, I'll do that. So how's your week been that you've had the place to yourself, more or less? What is the update as to your mental well-being? So part of the reason why Joe and his partner ended up going away was so that they would be able to just 
experience life because um, we're living with Joe's sister and has needs and things like that. And so I was there to take care of that. It was delightful. And, and really, actually, I mean, like, genuinely, it, it, was, it was a good experience uh, spending time with her. Wonderful. Uh, we actually, I'm, you know me, I'm not, I'm not somebody who likes the water or anything like that. So we ended up getting in the pool and playing, like, catch back and forth for, like, a half an hour. It was wonderful. It was great. But at the same time, you know, it's a little exhausting. I And, and I woke up this morning because I think this is day, day five or day four of this. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God. Like, I don't know. I'm just tired. Like, like spiritually, I'm just kind of at my end. And I had, I had a a wedding couples call, literally right before this. And then um, Joe and his partner got back, and so I chatted with them for a little bit. But it has been kind of nonstop grind. Uh, but not like in a business sense, just in a like spiritual care sense. So, I mean, it's good work. It's just it's exhausting. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. So, what do you say? Say what you're gonna say. I was gonna say, what do your duties entail? Do you feel like you're you're having to play host, even though you're the one that is the guest? Like, are you expected to, you know, for example, let's say you are hanging out and you're in the middle of something, and they're like hey, let's watch a movie, and you're not in the mood to watch a movie, you're working or you're doing something else, and then you're sitting there for like two and a half hours watching a movie that you don't want to watch just because that person wants you sitting next to them while they're watching the movie. I think that's kind of a good summation of what it is, where if there's not something that, you know, I'm particularly inclined to do, um, the person who I'm kind of with at that point um, is in a very different space than myself, and so I try to accommodate them. As best I'm able, and uh, so yes, no. There are times where I'll spend two, three, four hours with them, um, just being present as best I'm able, and you know, I I kind of feel like it's it's a little bit of my responsibility to Joe to to um, to do that, and I I think that's important, and I I love his sister. I mean, it it really is. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I I don't want to say. Well, like in the moment, I'm so exhausted. But I want to say it's it's kind of a blessing in disguise because it's not something that I've had to deal with for a long time. You know, I, I had I've had to deal with that in my past in several instances. But kind of getting thrown into that on top of all the other like wedding stuff and church ministry stuff, all this stuff. Um, there's that added. Um, I don't want to say caretaker, but I want to say. Um, just a a a person who is available to somebody else and so that kind of it builds up and it's a it's a lot of work dude i mean i don't what i think about is i don't know if you've ever experienced anything where you've had to deal with somebody who has kind of some disability where you've had to kind of take care of another person for an extended period of time it's been so long since I've, I've been through that. I mean, I was, I think it was back in high school was the last time that I experienced that. And so going through it again, 
um, you, you kind of get reminded in those moments of the 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 value of the freedom that you and I have to like do whatever it is that we want with the constraints that others have to face on kind of a daily basis. So my attitude was, I want to be there. I'm going to be there. Like that's, that's my job. That's my duty. Like I considered that my more or less full-time occupation while Joe was away. And I wanted her to experience life as the way that she wanted to live it. Um, so I'd, I'd be with her doing things, stuff like that. But it takes, you know, as, as, and again, we talked about this kind of last episode where I'm, I'm an introvert. And so being around people for extended period of time is exhausting and having to go through something like this, um, was like doubly exhausting. So if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. It's exhausting now, but you will be invigorated later on with the memory of the experience that's good that's good that they're back because then you can kind of resume your attempt at getting a routine going because you've still been there for only a couple weeks and so you still really haven't been able to get yourself grounded and put on your own mask before you can put on the mask for others what do you have planned for the fourth of july weekend are you doing a wedding are you and father joe doing something what's going on with the church bring me up to speed Do you know what day 4th of July is? It's on Sunday, I think, right? Week. Or is it on Friday? <laughs> I don't even know what day. What day is today? It's on Sunday. What day? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what are you doing? So we actually, the church has its first day back in-person service on Sunday at a place in Union City. And I have been, like, I have been shamelessly plugging this because I had to... Because um, they were gone this entire week, I had to uh, run one of the um, the group sessions for couples who come together and just talk about what's going on, their experiences, and share share stuff, complications, anything like that with others. And so it was it was kind of a smaller group. I think there were only like ten couples this past week, and it was the first time that I had to run this group, and I thought it went really freaking well i'm i'm actually you know i'm not one to be braggadocious or anything like that but bro i killed it i was so freaking pastoral and awesome and i i let it all and like most of it most of it was just the couples talking like like what i call a temperature check how's everything going in each of your lives because they all have different wedding dates they all have different uh, stresses some of them have had to postpone up to three to four times. Some of them are just getting ready to get into the process right now. And so I freaking nailed it. But the point of weirdness for me, anyway, came at a point where Joe had said, make sure you let them know that on the 4th of July, we're going to be back in person. And so I kept plugging that. And every time I said that, I don't know what it was. Maybe maybe I'm overthinking this, but every time I said something like that, because we have, like, hats, I think, I, well, you saw the hat last episode, like, the hat that I had, like, I brought that out, put it on, it's like, hey, come, like, get a hat, like, join our prep session afterwards, be part of the community, 
and I saw all the eyes kind of just like either look down or look away or like, I'm sure all these people have plans. I mean, it's 4th of July, so, you know, people are going to be out of town. They don't want to do wedding stuff on 4th of July. They want to let loose, do some grilling, drink some beer, hang out. Totally. They don't want to think about church. They don't want to be on their best behavior. <laughs> they want to get loose. They want to get down. So so I felt I felt kind of bad. It's like, oh, oh I kind of – I kind of – but I knew that going in there. And, and as, as I see all the eyes avert, it, it, was, it was almost simultaneous where everyone, you know, everyone's been on a Zoom call or whatever where there's multiple people. Every time I would bring it up, everyone's eyes would just go down like – they didn't want. They didn't want to look at the screen. Whatever, looking looking off to the side, something like that. It's like, yeah, that's kind of what I expected, but mm. <laughs> it is what it is. But I was I was told to make the club the plug, so I made the plug. Yeah, that's okay. So what's going on with you, man? Oh, I was. Uh, I had gone like a week or two just eating a little more snack food than I should have. Not anything bad, but just munching on crackers or cereal or whatever and so i forced myself i was oh, like okay. oh the humanity yeah so i was like okay back on track no more because any time i go to the grocery store i buy like a little bit of real food but then mostly snack food and so i told myself i wouldn't be eating any snack food and it sucks <laughs> my my first my first thought is when I, like, walk over to my kitchen, like, what can I snack? Oh, there's nothing to snack on. All right. Well, this, I'm not happy right now. But I have forced myself to eat carrots and clementines and plums to snack on. It's been all right, but it's just, it's, my body's like, whoa, why aren't we getting the sweet and salty stuff? What's going on uh, with these carrots? Why? Where are the goldfish crackers? <laughs> right? And so I open up my refrigerator and I'm like, there's nothing exciting that I want to eat. I mean, I'll eat – I usually will eat healthy, but I just – for a week or two, I was just sna snacking a little bit. And so now I need to go back to eating healthy and just like not really excited about it. <laughs> That's literally like the opposite experience that I've had this past week because um... – Joe had told me, you know, get takeout, do all this stuff. And so literally every night was – and every, every lunch and every dinner was all takeout. And, I, like, afterwards, I'm, you know, I'm starting to work out again, but I was like, this is not good for my health. So, like, my experience has been literally the exact opposite where I'm, like, living so unhealthy and I know it. And it's – yeah, I don't know. I don't know what sucks more, eating healthy – and disliking it or eating unhealthy and hating yourself. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. For almost 20 years, anytime I get pizza, I now always blot it as much as I can with napkins or paper towels, no matter what. Ever since health class, fall semester 2002, freshman year of high school, when Mr. Xander had somehow said, you know, yeah, you can get rid of, you know, whatever percentage of calories by just blotting all the grease off. And I tried it, and I was like, oh, my goodness, there's so much freaking grease. This is disgusting. And so ever since then, for now, you know, 19 years, 
I have, or yeah, 19 years I have been doing that. And the other day, we ate, ate some pizza at a friend's house after skating. And I don't know why, but I just, I didn't want to ask for paper towels. And it was fine. I ate the pizza and it was no problem. It's not like I got sick or anything. But I just always think when I do that, my goodness, how many just unnecessary, nasty, and I'm not a calorie counter, right? But it's just, it just takes a few seconds. And your body is so appreciative of it. And even though I'm eating pizza, right, just doing that little bit of extra makes me feel so much better and not as gross if I eat, like, a whole pizza or something like that. But anyway, it was just, like, odd. I was like, uh, this is weird. And that day I had uh, – we had got some snack food to bring to this person's house, and then they are like, oh, take your snacks. I was like, no, we're going to leave this for you. This is yours. She's like, no, like, otherwise I'll eat it. It's like, well, we don't want it because otherwise we'll, we'll eat it. And so we left with the snacks right. that we bought. Yeah. And, of course, I had, like, a few little candies, at which I ate. But it just goes back. Like, man, snacking is so much fun. It's so easy. But you can't substitute a solid, healthy meal. It's so easy to kind of lose control, too. Dude, I have zero control. And I just love snacking. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> favorite snack like healthy not healthy like what's what's the what's the thing that you go to so i've got a couple so my favorite healthy snack is probably really any would be any fruit i love fruit you actually snack on fruits well you said healthy unhealthy so this is these are healthy snacks one of my favorite is a mixed green salad with olive oil and uh roasted uh Salted and roasted sunflower seeds, and then and then also add some walnuts, which is tasty. And then as far as unhealthy, kettle cooked potato chips, just original, just with salt, no salt and vinegar, no onion, no barbecue, just plain Jane, kettle cooked potato chips, and ice cold refreshing Coca Cola. That really hits the spot. Oh, a nice Coke. That is the best. I love potato chips with some Coca-Cola. What about you? Huh. Okay, so healthy. Um, I, I should do this more. I don't do it enough. But, you know, a bag of greens. Throw a little bit of Italian dressing in there. Shake it up. Maybe throw a couple of green olives or, or black olives. A couple of tomato slices. Stuff like that you know munch in it has has a has a great flavor um unhealthy i would say for snacking would be you know those um what is it the uh i think i think they're they're fritos the the curly the curly fritos like the spicy curly fritos oh the the one that look like rotini yes those those are addicting and then um the other one the more common one is probably fritos or cheetos sorry cheetos cheetos you want to hear an unpopular opinion of mine? I think I think flaming hot Cheetos suck. Everyone loves flaming hot Cheetos. I think it is one of the most overrated snack foods. I don't get it. I'm in your boat. I I totally agree. I mean, I though you well, yeah, I mean I I've eaten them and probably to excess a couple of times, but no, I'm I'm not a huge fan. Not a huge fan unpopular opinion published (laughs) (laughs) oh my 
goodness. Okay, so uh, you know what I just read? This would be up in your alley, so maybe you can expand on this because I don't know too much about it. But I recently saw a article that said during the election there was a uh, there was a bus on its way to a, a rally, a Biden rally, and it was tormented and intimidated by multiple Trump supporting vehicles, and now there this. Uh, you know this this video is out there, and I don't know who. I don't know if it's their. I don't know if it's the Biden campaign, but there are now. Uh, I think they've opened up lawsuits for violating uh, a law that pretty much says. I think it's like I think it's the Ku Klux Klan law of whatever the year is, which pretty much says intimidating people when it comes to voting is illegal, and you can't do that. Right. And so I didn't know if you had heard about that or if you know the details, but I just that was just something that flashed across my radar. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm not surprised. And of course, there's a video. And it's, it's just so funny because you see the, the bus and then you see, you know, the pickup trucks, the Blue Lives Matter flag, the Trump flag. It, it, and it's just it's mayhem. It's absolute mayhem. I'm, I feel like it's going to turn into Mad Max Fury Road. Right. That's the that's the feeling, the vibe that I get when yeah, I'm watching this video. I, so I saw that video. I think I think most people have seen that video, but no, I, I didn't hear about the lawsuit. But it's like, you know, you're gonna get your due, right? And like, permission to be an asshole is not permission to like break the law or do stupid shit like that. And I don't know. I mean, personally, I don't know about you. I find just a little bit of joy hearing when these people get prosecuted because they're fucking assholes they're like i don't i don't care who you support but if you're if you're gonna do something as dumbass as like try and intimidate a like it biden wasn't even on the bus either it was just a random campaign bus that was going there was this something that was just recent video that got pub that got released or was this did this happen back in i mean think about it there was so much like shit going on when it came to like politics that i mean that was that was kind of a cliff note to everything else that was happening so just like you know i mean that that is that is interesting though I, I didn't hear about the lawsuit or anything like that sometimes i feel like i i have a lot that happened that's happened but it's just roller skating stuff <laughs> it's just like i went to this new spot and i roller skated with my friends and it was awesome Oh, I will tell you one thing. This happened to me the other day. This happened yesterday. So I was expecting a package from Amazon, and I get notifications on my phone sometimes, and it says, you know, this package is 10 stops away or whatever. And I'm sitting here in my apartment, and I get a notification that says, attempted delivery will try again tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why? what do you mean attempted delivery? There, No one tried calling me, but also... Because I did this for a couple months, plenty of times when they can't get on the property, they just slide the packages underneath the gate and to put it – it's like, okay, awesome. Now we can still get it. It's like, why didn't you just freaking do that? Because they're so adamant about do not bring anything back. And in my notes, I say, call me on the call box. If I'm not available, slide it or throw it over the gate if it's not too heavy. And then someone called me from Amazon like five minutes later and was like, 
hey, we tried delivering a package. Um, are the notes still correct? And I was polite with them, but I pretty much told them, like, dude, your freaking person never even tried calling me. And then I got it today, which is fine, but it's like, son of a bitch, you didn't even freaking call me. I could have been downstairs. All, all you had to do was call. And I know that you just didn't feel like delivering because I fucking did this for three months or two months or whatever, and I know exactly how the procedure works. And I don't know why they wouldn't because, like, you don't want to go back with any packages. They always are very adamant about that. But now I got my package today, which is fine, but it's just upsetting when it's like it will arrive on this date. And then it doesn't arrive. I was right here. I was right here. So that's – so it is interesting, like, living in this particular area. And this is kind of a conversation that I've had, like, peripherally with Joe is that everyone in the neighborhood kind of knows each other. I think I've mentioned that before. And so so you'll have people, like, drop off, like, food or – come by the house stuff like that everyone is just oh super friendly to each other the craziest part is right down the street there is an active drug house where uh, joe and i have gone by that place probably more than a dozen times when a deal is going on you got you got the dude in the car kind of leaning over exchanging stuff like that and i don't know like i don't know if people call the cops on that anymore in this neighborhood because they all know this is this is the dealer's house right i don't know if it's like don't mess with him or he's part of the neighborhood so ignore him or if it's just we don't give a fuck anymore and it is the wildest thing i don't know if you have that by you where it's like where you know there are certain places where drop-offs happen but it's just it's wild to me where everyone just treats it like normal, you know, walking up and down the street, walking their dog, like yeah, drug drug deals going on, whatever. It is what it is, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. No, I've never, I've never seen anything like that around my neighborhood. But most of the time, too, people just smoke a bunch of weed, and so they go to the dispensary. Do you? remember because when we were in Glen Ellen in Glendale Heights there were some of those houses do you do you remember that like Neil Neil would kind of point them out to me like oh that that house you know that's a that's a dealer right there did you have any thoughts about that thing I mean I didn't even like it didn't even cross my mind it's like it doesn't affect me like they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do I didn't know about that until I think after high school no, I didn't either. But it's like when you get older, it was like it was only after I think it was actually only after seminary that I started paying attention because I, I you know, I, people would say things like, oh, that's that's a place or whatever. I had no clue what that meant. And it wasn't it wasn't until I was more exposed to the way that the world worked. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's what you meant. OK, right. All right, then. Yeah, he pointed some of those out to me, but I never, it was never anything that was on my radar that I really paid attention to or even knew about. So, kind of changing notes, I, for, for the longest time, you know I can't swim, right? I failed swim lessons like three times, third grade through fifth grade. Oh, this sounds familiar, yes. 
so I absolutely hate water. And while I'm here, the person who I'm kind of looking after and all that um, loves the water, loves the pool, stuff like that. And so for the longest time, I was trying to avoid it. And it's like at some point, I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, this is like it's going to be a perpetual thing. I'm just going to do it, whatever. Go in. It's fine. But when I get out, I'm just like, I fucking hate this. I can't, I, can, I just can't, I can't stand, like, it's it's a shallow, like, it's a shallow pool in the background, but dude, I don't know, man. Is it a above ground yeah. pool? I just, I was like, I'm over this. Like, I, it doesn't. Just the thought of you going in the water. I think of those uh, videos that you've probably, I'm sure you've seen on youtube or instagram where a person is holding a dog over the bathtub and they're slowly moving their feet as if they're in the water swimming and you kind of are putting the animal closer and closer to the water and but they don't want to touch the water and they are just slowly slowly just painfully inching closer and closer to their demise and then they're like half in the water and they freaking hate it and they absolutely hate it that is exact the exact image i think of when i so, you know, and I can see you in the water right now, ha- like waist deep. You're just it's it's the feeling that I would give if I was like waist high in a pile of shit. Right. <laughs> like if if <laughs> I'm just like, Ugh. like you are trying so hard not to like touch anything, but you're in it and you have no choice but to just embrace it. But you don't want to. And there's this such a high level of resistance and apprehension that perpetuates the feeling of uneasiness. Dude, your pile of shit analogy is just spot <laughs> on. I, I cannot tell you. That is literally what I think of when I have to go into water, bro. Uh, Not a right? fan. The torso tightens up. The shoulders shrug. The fists are a little bit clenched, and you're just like, this freaking sucks. Like a wet cat, right? Like, throw a cat in some water. That's what you get when <laughs> yes. Rick Storstall goes. And it's just like, fuck this. Oh, man. Fuck this absolutely. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast. The time that I had uh, nearly drowned. No freaking way. Um, It was at Cooper's Lake House. When was this? This was high school. And by the way, I remember prom. That was an absolute nightmare. Oh, my God. I remember that very clearly. So that would have been probably that would have been maybe whatever. Go yeah, ahead. it's beside the point. Continue telling the story. No, I, I don't. I actually don't think you were there. I think it was like Cooper, Danny, Jeff, and myself, and we were out on a boat. And for whatever reason, I don't know what had gotten into me that maybe I thought I was invincible or something like that. Um, everyone jumped off the boat into the water. No life vests. No nothing. And here I am. I'm like, oh, no, it's cool. I'll do that, too. Whatever. I'll just hold – I'll just hold – And is this during the daytime or the it, it was. It was daytime. We we weren't – I don't even okay. – we weren't even drunk, dude. Like, yeah. No, no okay. – well, maybe a couple of beers. But I was just like, <laughs> let me just hold on to the side of the boat. It will all be good. Not a problem. No life vest. No nothing. And then my hand slips and the boat starts drifting away. And then I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I tried paddling towards it. I wasn't getting any closer. I'm just like, 
oh my god oh my god and so i yelled out to cooper i said cooper please bring the boat around or whatever everyone else is in the water everyone else knows how to swim and so he's like what are you like what are you talking about like why are you complaining he's like i don't know how to swim oh my god oh my god oh my god i'm drowning and so he hurries back to the boat but he has to start up the engine he can't like reverse it or anything like that so he starts with the engine has to go around and here the whole time i'm just treading water trying to just like gasp for my breath like please don't let me die please don't let me die so he finally brings the boat around i clip on there it's like never in my life am i doing something like that ever 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 again (laughs) dude how do you okay i don't understand (laughs) This is like a pretty critical skill to have. How do you not? And I feel like it's one of those things too that you can that you can just figure out as a human being that you can just figure out how to do. I already know what you did wrong. I'm guessing that you're wailing away with your arms. You're not using your legs at all. You're just wailing away at your arms, and so the body weight of your legs and your hips and your torso is holding you down, and you're trying to keep yourself afloat. With your two flailing arms instead of pumping your legs to keep yourself up, which is what that is exactly (laughs) correct. And (laughs) fuck you, but that that is that is so that's part of the reason why I failed swim lessons so many times. The other part was I didn't want to put my head, head underwater, I didn't like the feeling of that when I was young or whatever, and so that made this massive aversion to like being in water and like doing the right things. It's like, how could, how could I like dunk my head into water and feel okay about that? Like, and then breathing properly, all those, all the mechanics and stuff like that. So as soon as, as soon as they had told me to put my head underwater, like in those early swim classes, I'm like, I'm out, I'm done. Nope. No, thanks. It's all good. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, years later, I'm like, hmm, really, really kind of wish I had those skills. You know you can also not have any skill in swimming. You can keep afloat by just tilting your head back. If you tilt your head back and kind of arch your sh- – and kind of bring – like if you were to pump your chest out so that you push your shoulder blades together and your chest is pumped out and you tilt your head back, that will keep you floating. Maybe that's what I did wrong because every time I I would try to like float on my back and I was taught many, many times to try and do that. Um, Like you're, you're at a plank, but then as soon as you do that, your bottom half sinks in and I could never figure out what I was doing wrong because everyone else is like, no, that's cool. That like, you just have to adjust this, that, the other thing. The problem was I never got to that point in the swimming lesson. (laughs) Because I kept failing third grade swim lessons over and over again, so you know it was, it was that was one of those experiences. It was it was absolutely terrifying. Um, that that was like one of those like visceral moments that a person has where it's like, am I going to die right now? Because I don't know how to swim. <laughs> wow, great! I'm I'm glad you're finding humor in this. That's that's awesome. I forgot about <laughs> I no I forgot about that. I just. I didn't know that that ever happened. I I remember now you saying you weren't that great of a swimmer, but I had no idea that you just decided to jump in the water on a whim because everyone decided to jump in, and then you're like, oh, I can't, 
I can't keep And for all the crazy shit that I've experienced, like being thrown off my bike, getting hit by a car, like all this other stuff, I swear, that moment was the closest that I felt fear to like actually not making it. Everything after that, it's like, sure, you know, a car can hit me, whatever. It happens. Like, blah, I'm still good. No broken bones. <laughs> We're all good. I'm still going to stand because I am above water. And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. It, it's one of those, like, weird things where it's like it put puts everything in perspective where all the other – because, dude, I've had so many near-death experiences, and that's the only one that sticks out to me as to something that possibly could have actually happened. It's just wild. You were thinking about that the rest of the day. You were thinking about that the next day, the, later that week. When did it finally dissipate from your mind? Uh, <laughs> uh, when I had a life jacket on. God. Doing like literally, like if I have a form of protection that's gonna like, <laughs> you know, like we we did. I think later that day actually we did jet skis. We did we did Cooper's jet skis around the lake. But I had a vest on, and he you I mean you know you know Cooper like with all the the crazy wild things like try to throw me off kind of thing that we would do. I definitely remember one time we were riding on the same one, but my memory was it would have been. August 2009, and it was you, me, Nicole, Cooper, and maybe Danny. And I just remember the lake was like glass. So still. Completely flat. Like not – yeah, so still. And I remember hopping on, and you had said like, we're just going to take it easy, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then (laughs) – I remember. Yeah. And then – I remember definitely. I definitely remember turning it, trying to, because the whole thing was like, let's see how often we can turn it, you know, and have the torque throw us off. And of course, it always happens when you least expect it, and it just yanks at you. It's just a, like a, just like you have a cord and just pulls you right off. And I definitely remember doing that, and you would get upset, but. Yeah, it was a fun time. I can't believe it's been that long. Do you remember the payback that I had? I do not recall. Some, something to the, the same extent, because I do remember you doing that to me. And then we reversed it. And so I was in the driver's seat. And you're like, you're not going to do that to me, are you? You're not going to do that to me. No, no, we're going to be fine. So we go long chilling or whatever. It's like, I didn't say anything to you, but then I just put on the gas. And I was like, fuck. Like, come on, <laughs> fuck you, motherfucker. Like, I am I am going to throw you further than anything. And then, um, I don't know if you remember the time, if you were there when the, the boat, uh, one of the, the jet skis got turned over. I, th- I think you were there for that. I don't know. It, it's been so long. What happened? Co- well, Co- Did it take a long time to flip over? Cooper, Cooper was in charge. I forget who was on his back. But um, he was trying to be, you know, kind of the wily coyote. And... Just was doing donuts around the uh, the lake, and then ended up just flipping over everything. It's like, oh fuck. Okay, what do we do now? Hold on, let's get this back. Let's get this back. Let's get this. Just, just let's find a way. But hey, I had life. I had life vest on, so I was cool. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you? Until next time. Until next time.